Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is the review for AEW Fighter Fest Night 2. So I'm joined by Abby Maniac, aka Abhishek Aneja. What's up, Abby? I am fine, Supreet. How about you? How are you? I'm doing good. So, so how was uh, today's show, in your opinion, overall? Uh, night 2, for me, it was little down compared to Night 1, but it still it still was an important show. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion, I enjoyed Night 2 a little better uh, than Night 1. Maybe it was because of the, uh, you can say, the first, uh, there positioning of the matches maybe was a little better i guess on night two they started off with the fast-paced tag action then they immediately had archer janela then they had butcher and blade the six-man tag so they had action in the first you know the first hour bang 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 so as to keep the viewers they did not have any filler matches i guess so uh, as to let the I, viewers go i can just say that uh night two had um i picked out a little uh, critical points like I didn't like some little those those small small things I didn't like, which I'm gonna mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so let's get down to business. So this show featured um, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page defended the AEW Tag Team Titles against Private Party, uh, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Uh, Taz uh, he made a big announcement. Uh, we got a eight-man tag between FTR. And the Young Bucks versus Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros. SEU went against Dark Order, and the main event featured Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. But before that, if you are new to this channel, then make sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on the bell for all notifications. We are in Slam of Wrestling or all pro wrestling related stuff, including reviews for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW Dynamite, and New Japan as well. We also have a flagship podcast called the Slam of Wrestling Podcast, so make sure to check that out. So, um, before we get into the show, uh, I wanted to get your quick thoughts on NXT beating AEW back to back in the ratings. Uh -huh. uh, because of that same reason that uh, NXT beat AEW. I checked out for uh, the first time in a long time NXT. Uh, I went out of my way and checked out NXT uh, first night of the Great American Bash last week. So uh, I skipped a few parts. I watched the whole show and I was, I enjoyed the parts which i saw the main event i enjoyed io shirai versus sasha banks i enjoyed uh, the character of dexter loomis i saw for the first time 
so that was a little intriguing and i also saw another uh, i guess one or two more things but not uh, the whole show i didn't uh, have that much patience regarding it but yes the fact is maybe nxt is doing something right with regards to getting the viewers in they are doing something right and there was a little bit of uh, with regards to the demographics we are only talking about the ratings of uh, united states not the whole world so the viewers of the age group of 50 years and plus they tuned in more for the main event main event was yoshirai versus sasha banks so and many viewers also tuned in for the uh, who i guess uh, shifted also from aw to uh, nxt to watch the match we all know sasha banks is a great wrestler yoshirai many people are uh, knowing of her caliber so it was a marquee match many people wanted to see it and the match also had uh, no commercial breaks nxt did that show with regards to having little to no commercial breaks so it went to their advantage and also with i also want to point out that they uh, one of the one of our indian wrestlers saurav gurjar he uh, quote and quote accidentally put out the spoiler of uh, mr lee winning the championship and confetti coming down of claps night go. claps go for saurav gurjar <laughs> so i want to say that it would serve as an advantage because even if uh, because a theory also came about that they have uh, uh, taped multiple outcomes which is bs in my opinion i said it to uh, two or three of my friends that it is bs who will go out of their way and tape multiple outcomes for a match it, it is bullshit so and the thing which saurav gurjar did if it was premeditated or it was done accidentally the fact is it gave buzz to the said match now pe- the people who even didn't know they will also want to know that which outcome if they are uh, you know of the opinion that multiple uh, outcomes were recorded which outcome will happen so they will tune in to see that so that also will you know give a bump to their ratings so in a way it will benefit nxt in some way it will benefit nxt too it was a accident or it was premeditated we don't know but the fact is it would 
benefit NXT. And with regards to Keith Lee winning, it ah, was in the story. It was in the story. Okay. Keith Lee not winning would not uh, go with the story. You are building Keith Lee in the recent uh, Stone Cold sessions. Uh, Mark Henry came. He also reiterated to the fact of big guy wrestling and he also touched upon Keith Lee. So Keith Lee was quote-unquote bound for glory. He was winning. There is no denying the fact. So it happened. It happened. The spoiler would give a bump in the ratings. It might uh, come up tomorrow or day after that the said match, the main event of NXT would have had a bump in the ratings. We would see that. Uh, we would not be. I would not be surprised. What is your opinion regarding it? Um, I'm so you 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 are saying this after uh, watching NXT for a long time. I'm just gonna put it into simple words that NXT needs to concentrate on their own product and not get over jealous by winning the ratings. So mm -hmm. another thing uh, I want to uh, bring out that NXT is slowly turning into the main roster. Uh, how, uh, how, in what way? Did you check out uh, uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Aliyah and Robert Stone? No, no. Oh, you should have checked that out, and you, then the story would be clear for you. Okay, uh, Rhea Ripley. I saw one uh, comment on online, which was that Rhea Ripley has not. Uh, recovered after the you know uh, the hellacious beat down of her character by Charlotte where she hasn't recovered since so uh, maybe now people are not caring enough about uh, Rhea Ripley so uh, I am uh, not watching NXT so my reason is a little different but with regards to the people, I don't know. But, uh, but that was NXT. So we are talking about AEW. So let's mm. jump back to that. So show kicks off with the AEW Tag Team Championship match. Um, Omega and Page versus Private Party. Quinn and Omega begin. Omega quickly grounds Quinn. And we see Omega and Page uh, taking control of the match. Quinn denied a double team, uh, double tag team move uh, and made the tag to uh, Cassidy. They hit the series string on Omega. Page picks up Quinn from the apron and power bombs him to the crowd. Cassidy with a springboard dive on Page. Uh, big exchange of moves by all four men, including Private Party with a double Spanish fly on Omega for a two count. A lot of near falls followed. So, final parts of the match saw Page being set up for Jin and Juice, but Page caught Quinn and powerbombed him while Cassidy got V-triggered. Page and Omega hit the last call on Cassidy. I think it was on... Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Page and Omega hit the last call on Cassidy 
to win and defend the AEW World Tag Team Titles. A really good match with a predictable, predictable outcome. Even though I'm not a big fan of Private Party. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a predictable outcome. Uh, we predicted it last week on the review of Night One. Uh, Private Party defeated Santana and Ortiz to get this opportunity, and. Uh, the story with regards to this match uh, nobody talked about it but the fact is that private party and hangman page uh, had a little bit of a budding story or rivalry of sorts if uh, the people who watch being the elite would be aware of it that uh, hangman page has become an alcoholic uh, recently as we all know so during his downward spiral he bumped into private party backstage frequently so he used to take their drinks the drinks of uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn and just go off so maybe he owed them money and i guess uh, we the 12 dollars the 12 dollars which was also the name of the short motion picture made by the team of Private Party and Isaac Rodriguez, whose uh, snippets aired I hated weekly. That on... I hated that bit. <laughs> you hated that bit. <laughs> I also hated it. It uh, some uh, in some bits, but yes. Um, the, uh, with regards to the background music and the, you can say the production was good, but the fact is that uh, whatever the execution, uh, I guess I was not a big fan, but yes, the snippets aired weekly on Being the Elite. So, Mark, uh, in the match, we saw the, uh, we saw Mark Quinn doing a picture-perfect, beautiful shooting star press, like always we uh, see him. Mark Quinn recently had a good showing at uh, his recent outing against uh, Cody for the TNT Championship. And uh, in the end, as you said, Omega and Adam Pussypants Page intercepted the gin and juice and hit the last call on Isaiah Cassidy for the win. So in $12, Adam Pussypants Page got the victory from his, uh, you can say, the thugs he had. And here also, Adam Pussypants Page got the victory by pinning Isaiah Cassidy. So it is a little bit of a full sweep for Hangman Adam Page. That was, you can say, a bit of a story in this outcome, in this feud. Other than that, uh, it was not seen on television at any level. That there was a little bit, even a sliver of story in this match. With regards to the match, the match was good. Predictable outcome. Decent bout. That was it. So from that, uh, we get to Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. 
uh, Archer made his entrance. Uh, he had sunny kiss on his shoulders, like he kidnapped him or something. <laughs> uh, this went 11 minutes. Archer dominated the entirety of this match. Janela did get some offense here and there. Uh, sunny kiss had some involvement as well. Archer wins with a blackout on the table, which was set up by Janela, and that was it. Lance Archer begins his rebuild, rebuilding process. Uh, but my problem with this match was they could have chopped five minutes from this match. I think the intention, their intention was not to make Janela look weak. I still yes. think Janela would have yes. been fine with a quick squash considering he's not playing an important role on TV, on Dynamite every week. So, what's your take? Uh, but uh, maybe I guess they are uh, trying to build. Now they will build Janela as he has recently, you know, started his tag team with uh, Sunny Kiss. So maybe they are thinking of building them in the future. So that's the reason why Janela and Sunny Kiss had so much of an offense on uh, Lance Archer. So, uh, first of all, uh, Janela and Sunny Kiss, their uh, vignette aired on Being the Elite and television. We also talked about it in the last review. Janela and Sunny Kiss have wrestled on AW Dark as a tag team. And as you said, Archer uh, brought Sunny Kiss in his entrance from backstage. Archer pummeled Janela in this match. That uh, we uh, that shoulder tackle, that avalanche shoulder tackle into the freaking ropes to Janela was absolutely beautiful. It was devastating, and we also saw some marks, uh, some scars on the back of Joey Janela, the battle scars. And there was also a counter of a running DDT into a blackout, then a lariat by Janela. That was great. Janela looked good. And uh, I am happy for him that he is a great talent and he didn't get squashed, as you said previously. And his new tag team endeavor wasn't over before it started. Two backfires happened. Jake the Snake Roberts snake could have cost Archer the match as it gave Janela and Kiss time to execute two aerial maneuvers on him. The 450 splash by Sunny Kiss and the Avalanche sent on by Joey Janela. And Janela Placing the table was also a backfire as it cost him dearly as as the end. Archer hit the blackout from the apron to the table and then pinned him, pinned his carcass inside for the one, two, three. So Archer getting the victory, we predicted it last week. It was predictable. But the fact is now Archer the murder hawk is to be built for the future he is a main eventer we have to see him in a legit feud in the future 
who knows we could get uh, moxley versus archer after brian cage is done yes that would be great we have seen only one bout of them in new japan pro wrestling so that would be great to see here in all elite wrestling that would be great a darby allen uh, video package aired, uh, where he mentioned brian cage being the reason why he is injured so he says what better way to prepare for his comeback than a good old coffin drop so this guy did a three story height coffin drop and landed on those cushion blocks <laughs> oh my god just just i'm just going to say that get ready for a brian cage darby allen feud yes that would be good that would be awesome speaking about brian cage he and taz uh, came out next for a big announcement the human mike stand tony shivani was in the ring for obvious reasons <laughs> uh so what was i saying yes taz mentioned uh, so uh, taz mentioned there was supposed to be uh, there was supposed to be a aw world championship match this week but that didn't happen as the champion could make the show so that's why uh, he was here he had a he had a bag in his hand and pulled out the ftw um, which is uh, which means the f the world championship so this was a infamous championship in ecw uh, as mentioned no promotion has rights to this title take that wins mm. <laughs> uh, he said this championship is the symbol for a bad sob he then crowns cage as the new ftw champion and sends a small warning to moxley i don't know if the ftw championship will be a official championship in aw or not or this could be just a gimmick title something similar to what uh, moose is doing over at impact uh, with the yes, dna world yes, absolutely absolutely bang on what do you think i agree i agree uh, we we have to see how uh, will they use it how will they use it right now it is not uh, in the so next week's match it is not supposed to be defended so we have to see how uh, will it be used but the thing is that it is um, bringing legitimacy to uh, the fact that any match involving brian cage would uh, be a championship match so it serves as an attraction of sorts uh the story behind the ftw heavyweight championship if i can recall a little bit it was that taz was uh, not being booked uh, in the main event or being given an opportunity for the ecw heavyweight championship uh, by paul heyman and the uh, and todd gordon so the fact uh, because they had other wrestlers they had mike awesome they had rob van dam they had other wrestlers they uh, sabu and they weren't uh, maybe of the opinion that taz is their guy or uh, he can hold the belt at that time so taz went out of uh, their way and he just 
christened a championship and he made a championship of his own and uh, that was the ftw heavyweight championship he brought it and he was defending it in the promotion so it gives a bit of a legitimacy only when it is being defended and it is being defended against legitimate contenders and you are having it uh, against uh, yes legitimate contenders obviously and it is being booked on the card at uh, such a level that it is giving it uh, the said you can say importance so it can serve as an attraction in the future but right now it is uh, not an attraction right now uh, it is a prop in the future let's see what happens with the ftw heavyweight championship here's my idea if they are going to make this title a official title in aw uh, then this could be a start of say um, imagine a hardcore division in aw yes why not and, and, why not and if, and if that happens it could help guys like uh, joey janela marco stunt jimmy havoc if he still gets a job um <laughs> luther uh, uh luther remember him yes uh, i agree with you that could be a good idea in simple words i am saying uh, they can they can use this idea and showcase the indie style of wrestling Hmm. Yes. Yes. That could be. That would be a great idea. And it can also be defended on dark. It can be defended on dark. It can be defended on dynamite. Then uh, it could be great. Uh, and can be defended on dark till the time you have the second show on TV. Basically, it uh, it can serve as a lower. lower mid card championship mm. because it, because you already have the tnt championship and that's uh, being established in its own way so that's my idea uh, if you w want has to, two uh, mid card championship uh, they have us championship so they have intercontinental championship uh, let's uh, let's see maybe maybe a mid card lower mid card Uh, let's see it, it all depends on uh, the importance uh, basically the booking the contenders they will put forth for the said championship that would determine the level at which the championship would be defended let's see what happens hopefully it would give tv time or uh, whatever the tv space screen space to the people who are uh, who are not getting it basically uh, next up we had uh, sorry next up we had a eight man tag team match lucha lucha bros butcher and dare versus ftr and young bucks uh, the heel team entered in ftr's mini truck this went about 15 minutes and it was worth it lot of stories being told uh, the bucks and ftr managing to coincide lucha bros doing their uh, crazy shit blade and butcher being the supporting cast um 
there were some crazy spots as well phoenix and nick going rope for rope until nick hit a big head scissors phoenix canadian destroyed uh, nick on the big pile outside yes, ftr oh, yeah. and ftr and the bucks helping each other to hit their double team moves uh, it was looking like uh, the baby face team were going to get the win until uh, lucha bros um, hit a double team pile driver on mat uh, to get the win um didn't expect this outcome but i think it was done to add more fuel to more fuel to the fire between ftr and the bucks yes 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 uh, i agree it was un- uh, the outcome was surprising uh, but uh, but i am happy with the outcome as as you said that it adds fuel to the fire of uh, between ftr and the young bucks and it also builds the tag team of butcher and blade and lucha bros that they are something you are getting a victory over two of the best tag team in the world so you have something here you can utilize it in the future the first uh, butcher blade and lucha brothers won their match also last night on aw dark maybe it was a prep match of sort it also adds i guess to the records so as the results are being aired featured on dynamite um, the crazy spots as you said there was a avalanche hurricane rana with phoenix and nick jackson that was insane phoenix walking the rope and kicking nick jackson and stopping the meltzer driver that was great and ftr doing their awesome tag team wrestling frequent tags in the initial part of the match uh, was great to see afterwards we saw uh, sport wrestling which has to happen when you have eight man fighting it out and that canadian destroyer by phoenix of pentagon's bag on nick jackson off the apron to the outside on the pile of wrestlers fuck that shit that was insane that was insane and in the end we saw the super kick on dax by matt jackson that was a miscommunication which led to an lp driver by phoenix and penta on matt jackson which seals it for the butcher blade and lucha brothers very happy with the outcome as i said initially surprised it adds to the future match with ftr and the bucks and it builds butcher blade and lucha bros which is very essential butcher blade ftr are you can say the ground and pound and brawling style the old school style the lucha bros and young bucks are the new school the sport fest the sport wrestling so it gives them legitimacy and it was a it was a great match i was entertained uh, the viking raiders and the street profits can learn something from this <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
if they can uh, take a little break from doing these uh, interviews the newscast interviews and playing basketball then uh, maybe yes absolutely let's see they can do it in season 2 <laughs> uh, uh, next up um, so we see big swole uh, she was not being allowed to enter the building uh, she then realized that britney basura baker was behind this she then started at the official that they could have called her at least faxed her she was mad that she had to draw three and a half hours only for this next up yes. we had naila rose yeah. anything you want to say about this segment uh it, only the thing is that whatever she uh, she uh, said that was i guess uh, co- common sense basically she didn't say anything in her you can say promo or interview whatever uh, you want to say that uh, which felt illogical which is very much missing in uh, the other wrestling companies uh, promos and interviews whatever she uh, said it felt common sense it felt real and it felt natural that's all i want to say the only illogical thing about this was uh, uh, big swole somehow got into the building which we will get to before afterwards um, uh, yes. yes um next up we had nyla rose uh, she was facing uh, kenzi page and kilian king so this went 3 minutes Uh, Rose takes Paige hits the uh, beast bomb on King and that's it. She cut a post-match promo saying she believes actions speak louder than words, and her actions spoke tonight. She then said she has uh, seen all the great wrestlers in the back with managers. She referenced how guys like Cody and Brian Cage have become champions with a manager on their sides. Uh, she says she also wants a manager and says she has one in mind, but she won't reveal it at the moment. uh so the thing is anyone could be the manager but i mostly think it's going to be a female manager do you have any guesses mm, right now i uh, i i don't i don't maybe may awesome kong maybe but that, that is just right now coming to my head uh i i don't know i don't know Someone? someone said vicky guerrero vicky guerrero mhm that could be good i don't know but will it uh, fit the persona of nyla nyla rose because nyla rose is not edge or dolph ziggler that type of character mhm but uh, we don't know that how uh, will she act on aw television she had a character on wwe tv being uh, the screaming woman we don't know how will she act on aw tv we have to see what uh, who we are just speculating so or uh, some kong vicky guerrero or someone else we don't know and i also saw uh, one more thing in the match that uh, they edited uh, nyla rose doing the nip up she maybe tried or 
if she successfully did it or she didn't, I don't know, but they edited it. Yes, uh, it was cleverly done in the midst of the match, but uh, it was edited out. Maybe they didn't, uh, they didn't want to uh, show her uh, like that uh, big wrestlers doing that uh, shit which we talked about last week or maybe it was an unsuccessful attempt and they edited it out and uh, we had Pelen uh, Penelope Ford we had Hikaru Shida the champion the women's champion at ringside and that's it whatever you said new manager for Nyla Rose she is demanding and maybe she knows that the new manager would get her the victory and it is a strategy that a manager would get her the championship and she is rank one right now mm. in the division so let's see what transpires with her so if you guys have uh, so if you guys watching have an idea who the manager could be let us know in the comment section below um, next we had um, they are giving a, a medical update on Colt Cabana so he has some bruised ribs Brody Lee enters uh, he assures Cabana that these types of accidents won't happen in the future again and ordered Cabana to get ready Cabana said you got it Mr. Brody Lee and that was made a big deal so we get to SCU versus Dark Order. This went 12 minutes. So the main story of the match was Cabana was being forced to wrestle by Brody Lee. So Finish saw Lee hit the discus lariat on Daniels. Uh, he made the tag to Cabana and, uh, and Cabana made the pin. Uh, commentators were bringing up the fact how Cabana has benefited after aligning himself with Dark Order. Uh, so, what do you think about this storyline and what do you think about Dark Order in general? Because for me, they are still directionless. Uh, even Brody Lee being the exalted one didn't do a lot. Even though he's, he's a good overall wrestler, Evil Uno and uh, Stu Grayson, they are a good tag team. The rest of them are uh, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess that uh, the thing is maybe their characters are not uh, being expressed on television as much because of the reason of lack of tv time that is also a big reason that they are not having as much of a tv uh, presence as they should have because vignettes promos matches that impacts obviously a lot with regards to your character and such so now mostly whatever we see of the dark order we mostly see on being the elite which is mostly a comedy relief to be very honest mm. and we can we take them uh, seriously or not? It depends on you have to give them more TV time. You have to invest in their backstage segments or 
uh, and such so as to get the people invested that what is up they did that initially when brodily arrived little bit but that was also in a way only to take jabs at wwe but the fact is right now you have to do it on a consistent basis maybe not every week so then uh, every second week so as to let the people be invested in that character or in that group that you have a presence you have a identity the commentators cannot do that job to a t they cannot sell your character to a t and not everybody is tuning in on your youtube channel not everybody is on uh, is on your every tweet or uh, following your every character on twitter or on uh, any other social media platform so the fact is you have to get the people invested in your characters for the long haul uh, the opinion of yours is uh, i can accept that that you are not invested in them at all you are seeing them as uh, anything less they are uh, nothing or anything but the story they were trying to tell in that uh, in the match was there but the fact is the other aspects the environment the, yes their uh, their members were standing on the uh, stage it was a little bit of a hostile environment for the other team but the fact is you have to sell that via vignettes via promos via backstage segments via other things you have to do that there are many characters i can understand that there is a limit of 2 hours i can understand that but you have to do that in some way you have to do that in some way because other than that we will not get invested and if we are not invested then who gives a flying f about dark order only on being the elite is a comedy show that cannot be used for character development right now they have made it a comedy show they have made it a fact they have reduced it to a comedy show they have made fun of the fact uh, that there is bleeding the hard way or the other way they have made it a fun they have made it a fun thing they are making fun of that they are making fun of the business in some shape or form so it cannot be used uh, for character development yes they can uh, get people to get themselves over in some way but it cannot be used for character development sometimes i am questioning myself to that uh, why am i watching but then the answer comes that it is only for entertainment 
uh, yes, they are uh, in some shame of form uh, making fun of the business, but it is what it is. This is a free con uh, country or a free world. They can do whatever the F they want. They have full right to do that. I am not a person or a, uh, like Jim Cornette or any other person who will try to bang their heads in my mind that why are you killing the business? Outlaw indie mod show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, back to dark order. Plus, we don't even know how a live crowd will react to Brody Lee. Yes. Right now, we don't. No. We don't. Maybe Unless in the next, book, maybe in book, the next three months. Mm, yes, yes. We have uh, to wait and watch. In the said match, we saw that uh, Cold Cabana was selling his right side, the waist injury. He was selling it to a T. He was selling it uh, absolutely uh, fine. Absolutely awesome. He was screaming heavily even when uh, he was being held for a waist lock. Cold. Uh, in the end, got the pin after getting the tag from Stu Grayson via the orders of Brody Lee. Brody hit the discus rally for Colt uh, Cabana to get the victory. His first win in a while. Yes, it is his uh, first victory in a while. You can say now he is back to his winning ways. He is seeing light. No. Let's see what happens. But the fact is you have to get people invested. That is the main thing for the long haul. And that only comes with promos, vignettes, which are impactful. Other than that, you cannot, you cannot, cannot get so, them. Uh, Britt Baker was uh, in our Rolls Royce, aka the golf cart. Um, so um, suddenly, Big Swell uh, came in and tried to attack her. Rebel tried to stop her. In all this chaos, uh, Rebel accidentally hit Baker in the nose, and Baker oversold it like Shawn Michaels and started screaming. Um, <laughs> I think July is not a good month for Dr. Baker. Mm, no, no. For some people, it was not a good year. Yeah, but this is Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, like you say. Yes, yes. It is Dr. Britt Baker. And she got injured again on the nose via the sus suspension paper ball, whatever. Yes. We have to see. And uh, you were complaining about the fact that Big Soul got in the arena. Yes. Oh, uh, the thing is, it it has been happening for ages. Stone Cold getting in the arena when he was being escorted out by Vince McMahon and his policemen. It has been happening for ages. So, yes, it is illogical. But it happens. 
because we are seeing live theater in some way so it happens for the baby face big swall so we can expect big swall versus bread baker in the near future before all out before uh, before all out or at all out before all out because i think uh, she bread baker has claimed that uh, she will make a return at all out so i think we are getting a championship match at all out bread baker uh, versus sheeda i think oh okay okay mm-hmm. that that could happen just the idea mm mm-hmm. see uh, shall we get to the main event yes so we, the main uh, uh, before that uh, uh, there was a video which was uh, posted by almost uh, most of the roster of aw which had uh, clips of the said main event which had quotes of Cody Rhodes and uh, Tony Khan that it was one of the best main events of television it was enthralling it was awesome so basically hyping the main event and they were obviously telling that uh, it has been taped they do not uh, think that people are uh, like you know idiots stupid idiots so and they were hyping the match that it ha- it was it is one of the best uh, main events on television so last minute uh, marketing was being done that was it so uh, we have to see in the ratings that how much uh, did it uh, impact their uh, ratings their numbers we have to see i think brian alvarez has put the tweet already <laughs> seriously he has uh, i have to i have to check after this recording oh plus i didn't plus i, uh, I still have to watch nxt i think i know the spoiler for the main event so let's get to, the, <laughs> let's get to this main event match Okay. Um, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Looks like uh, Bailey allowed Cassidy to use her theme song. Just <laughs> little similar to her theme song. Is it? Yes. Uh, it was similar. Those guitar riffs were similar to her theme. Very generic. Uh, yes, it was generic. I agree with that. Uh, Uh, let's see i i was a little bit disappointed that he didn't come out to the best friends theme song <laughs> but, uh, you know they have to give him uh, something else to you also have a good his indie theme song is great as well okay i have not uh, heard it yet i w- i will hear it today i will hear it so um, the best friends were coming out with cassidy but cassidy signaled to the best friend to stay in the back uh, jericho came out with santana and otis everybody was singing judas and this made me miss sammy guevara um, 
तो कैसेडी कैसेडी इन कंट्रोल विद हैंड्स इन द Back in Cassidy went for a DDT. Jericho denied and locks in the walls. Cassidy makes the ropes. Ortiz uses the mad ball on Cassidy while referee was distracted. Jericho dominated until Cassidy went for some surprise pins but was taken down again. At one point, Jericho had Cassidy in the abdominal stretch. He was using the ropes for leverage. Aubrey Edwards was warning him once, warning him twice, warns him again, and on the fourth attempt, Aubrey kicked Jericho's hand. Cassidy then started making a comeback, hands in his pockets, and went went for his signature shadow kicks. Only to hit a super kick for a two count. Cassidy hit a lazy uh, frog smash for another two count. Cassidy went for his Superman punch, but Jericho caught him. Went for the walls of Jericho again. Cassidy somehow countered it into a roll up for a two count. Ortiz then splashed some orange juice in the face of Cassidy. This led to best friends uh, coming out and brawling with Santana and Ortiz. Jericho used the baseball bat uh, and a code breaker but got an earfall. Penny saw Cassidy going for a Superman punch only to hit the Judas effect and that was it. Uh, the match was fine but the problem is Orange Cassidy is a character that needs the involvement of real fans. Just just compare this match uh, with the one he had with Tag at Revolution and you will get my point. Mm-hmm. You are saying uh, the involvement of real fans. Hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. He he needs that. Uh, but uh, the thing is, thirty percent is is in ring offense. So in ring work. Uh, then rest of the seventy percent is the crowd. The energy of the crowd. Yes. yes. That's what makes him special. Yes. In uh, in this match, uh, we were seeing two of the uh, biggest stars of AEW. No brainer. Yeah. And uh, we the attack. I want to just uh, say that the attack with the mad ball. was very uh, intelligent uh, as uh, the attack to the back of cassidy as it was just after the lion tamer or the walls of jericho which targets the back so basically when aubrey edwards was reprimanding jericho for him breaking the submission late or just utilizing the five count Santana and Ortiz took their shot. Cassidy was still hurting in the back, so the referee didn't have any chance to note to get notice of their attack. Getting my point? So yes, yes. That was very intelligent. So you are seeing that the other managers or the other wrestlers. should take notice of that and they can use that in the future and uh, afterwards uh, jericho was targeting the back after the commercial we saw him uh, using the abdominal stretch he was still targeting the back and 
yes the chaos between best friends and santana and ortiz breaks out when this uh, they splashed the juice on orange cassidy so maybe a future match seems to be in the cards for best friends and santana and ortiz proud and powerful and in the end judas effect counter to the superman shot puts the lights out for orange cassidy so my prediction for mike tyson didn't happen but the fact is i am still happy it was a good great match i was happy i was entertained what would be happening with mike tyson we have to see maybe they are uh, stalling for the fact that when there are fans they would be having mike tyson maybe that's their scheme of things and now next week we have fight for the fall mm. with a solid but, card but nonetheless cassidy won even in defeat and that's how fighter fest night 2 went off here yes um as they were going off air they did a quick preview for fight for the fallen uh, we will have elite the elite versus jurassic express uh, lucha bros versus ftr uh, cody will be having a, another one of his uh, open challenges for the tnt title uh, and of course the main event the world championship match between brian cage and john moxley yes yes it would be a it would be a great show and uh, i guess uh, nxt has also maybe announced something for next week i don't know yes net uh, net three for uh, great american bash seriously <laughs> i don't know they could they could have a net three with uh, uh, one week period no oh, maybe <laughs> i saw uh, someone uh, doing an edit for uh, wwe nxt judgment day so i thought that maybe they are doing a special called judgment day for next week i still don't know i still don't know it can happen i don't know because i didn't go deep into social media today before uh, watching the show the only thing that i was pissed off about knowing things before watching the show was the ftw championship i was so pissed off that i got to know it before watching you couldn't even you know fathom it the fact but the thing is that that is what happens you have social media you do not watch live then it is a price you have to pay so it is what it is so what does nxt have for next week maybe they also have a solid card now aw has their backs against the wall with regards to two weeks back to back ratings losses in the united states of course so 
now they have a solid card for next week ftr lucha bros god that would be an insane match we have john moxley and cage that was uh, about to happen this week now it is happening next week that is also anticipated now you you were saying yeah um, to add to your uh, point um, um i think i know who will be facing uh, cody for the tnt title somebody said it was going to be sonic is yes i also saw the uh, i also saw that tweet is that uh, official i guess yes i saw the tweet uh, we'll have to wait and see if that's real or not mm mm-hmm. Yes. So before we before we leave, uh, anything you want to plug in? Anything you want to say? Yes, uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Abby Maniac, A B B Y M A N I A C, and I am working with Wrestle Square, is a independent wrestling promotion in India. so you can subscribe to the youtube channel of wrestle square pro wrestling you can find slam up wrestling on twitter at slam up w instagram at slam up wrestling our podcast and reviews are mainly audio based and if you don't want your youtube app running for that then you can catch slam up wrestling on anchor and spotify as well this was a review for the uh, aw fighter fest night 2 and we'll see you guys next time